Hey, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. I'm in shock. I'm appalled. The audacity. The freaking Nas came with a Lakers jersey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to get into, man. I'm going to let y'all know. This is going to be a nice little history lesson. Uh, for those that are not aware or, or under a rock or uh, under mind-altering influences that are, is not letting you understand this moment in hip-hop. Well, that's kind of hard, because it's Memorial Day weekend. You know everybody's under influence. Yeah, well, that's why I had to give, like, that disclaimer, because, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Niggas out trash right now. Um, Drake versus Push. It's a big thing right now. It is. Um, we're going to do a nice little deep dive into this. Um, but until then... I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. I'm Brandon Killabee-Hall. And we have a special guest today, managing editor of the Shadow League, Kyle Harvey. Woo! Round the applause. Yay! Kyle, you got to say hello. Hello. Grassroots. <laughs> hello, Thank you guys sir. for having me. Um, it's an honor. It's great being here on Memorial Day weekend with you guys talking hip-hop. And, um, yeah, I'm ready. It's been a while. You're really fucking professional, Kyle. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. It's fine. I got to worry about Aaron and her energy. Now I got to worry about you with this enunciation and fine. shit. God damn it. We're going to warm up. Top notch. Oh, man. All right. So before, before we get to uh, the elephant in the room, um, let's talk about Nicki Minaj. Yes. So uh, sad to say Nicki Minaj is pushing back uh, her new album, Queen, release date, to August. Yeah. Thoughts on this? I have my theory. Did everyone watch the video of, of, of this? Yes. Where she's sitting in what looks to be a hotel room with shades on. Did, yeah. did, did everyone see this shit? Yeah. Okay. Um, do, do you guys want me to start first? Because you want to start? <sighs> she ain't with I? the shits. Nikki's not with the shits. For, for, uh, for the people out there that are unaware, um, Nikki and and Cardi, um, they're signed to the same label, right? For those that are not aware how a label works and how artists work with the label, a lot of times in, in situations, artists don't have control over release dates, over a number of things. If I'm just deep diving into the video of her sitting on that chair, her body language, um, the, 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 the deliverance of her talking about, you know, how she's pushing back the album until August, how she is going to uh, start a countdown starting from the day that that video uh, was released, and how she's going to go from there and, and start uh, giving out scholarships again. Um, it leads me to, the, to believe, even looking at her face and, and everything, she didn't want to do that video. I, it looked 
she looked very upset. She had shades on. Her face, she she wasn't bubbly like she normally is. She didn't seem like this was the, the, the master plan of things. She was subdued. It seemed like very. Know, she was just happy to be there. Yeah. You know? Or not happy to or be not there. Or not happy right? to yeah, be exactly, there. She, yeah. she looked very uh, uncomfortable doing this. And with with every, with all the things that she spoke about, I, I, I don't know that um, she was happy. Just going off of... Um, off of uh, her uh, shit. So, and I gotta correct myself because I know that Nikki and, and and Cardi, I said that they're under the same label, but they're not. Nikki is under Republic. So, and and then Cardi is under uh, Atlantic. So, my bad about that. Don't don't roast me, Barb's. I don't That's want right. any, I don't want any problems. I don't want any problems. <laughs> I mean, you still gonna get it. Yeah, I'm still I'm still gonna. Get I mean, it. the thing with this is like with 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 Nicki Minaj. Um, Ever since that one interview where she was kind of like very had like tears in her eyes and everything when she's talking about like the whole Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj thing, yeah, yeah, I think that's that was kind of like the I wouldn't even say the, the decline, but more so the moment where like all this is really getting to her. I think the Republic understood the kind of like the the power and the influence that Cardi B has right now, yeah, and that it's kind of like she's having to have like she's going to have to make moves. Um, in anticipation and also uh, making moves that kind of like waiting for Cardi B to make her move, then she makes her move. If you think about it, Nikki yeah. used to always just do her own thing and mm -hmm. that's it. But now it's like, dang, now you got someone that quote unquote is competing with you in a sense. Mm -hmm. And now you're, we're trying, we're, we're having to move your project. We're having to do certain things um, because of Cardi or because of anything else. And I think, like, right now, she's not used to that. She's not used to someone stepping in and jumping in the ring with her and actually going, like, jab for jab and hook for hook. Yeah. And I think that's that's getting to her a little bit, maybe emotionally and mentally. Definitely. I think looking at it, um, she's in a very vulnerable state right now. And if if I'm looking just into what's happening, I low-key feel like her label is, is, is sabotaging her. Like... You have the Chung Lee record. You have the other record that that did well or is currently doing well. And I don't, I don't, I guess rel, uh, well is relative, but it, it th those are solid records. Yeah. And she was on board to drop Queen. I'm I'm not rolling with. It was her decision to not put this album out. Right. Um. I think for me versus just anything Cardi in comparison to Nicki, it's always been of the fact of like who's hot, but also who's consistent and who takes advantage of every opportunity when it happens. Definitely. You know, if you want to talk about Cardi's organic come up, that's one thing. But ever since she dropped her album, there's always been some type of touch point or something where she's able to go ahead and not only satisfy her base, but, you know, more importantly, the audience that she's trying to keep. Mm -hmm. I think with Nicki, anytime we hear her name come up in the news, it's whether in regards to something that may have happened, you know, um, maybe her last relationship, or mm -hmm. you know who she's currently dating now, you know, and these two bursts of her two out of the two songs that she's dropped, while people are happy, I don't know what's next. Now that we're hearing that her shit just got delayed again, I mean, quantity and content go hand in hand, and I feel like some of the things that Nicki's associated with now, whether she was a trailblazer or a leader at the time, has been kind of taking a backseat because again, Cardi's keeping up with the tempo, and more importantly, even the collaboration she's doing with, she's been a lot more strategic mm -hmm. about yeah. making sure that Definitely. she's not insulated for the things that she's trying to get. 100%. But also, do you feel like some of the things that Cardi is doing is that she's able to do, Not, and I'm not, this is no diss to Cardi anything, but I do feel like some of the things strategically that Cardi's able to do, Nicki may not be able to do based off of colorism. Not anymore. 
Not anymore. I'm, I'm rolling. Well, I'm no, rolling. but there, but there are certain things like the Google Home. Yeah. That ad. Yeah. That was like a big ad. Cardi did it, mm-hmm. but Nicki didn't do it. There's. I feel like there's certain things. Just. I just. I just think that it kind of goes back to what Azalea Banks were saying. Even though her whole execution plan was just. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that there is still some variables of colorism when it comes to marketing and brands being associated and everything. Because if you think about it, like, the, the the rap style, the rawness, like, Nicki and Cardi B aren't that different. Yeah. They're not that, like, like completely, they're not on, like, two different spectrums. Right. Um, um, go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you got it. All right. Well, for me, I, I think they are on two different spectrums. And the only reason I say that is because... Um, in what aspect, though? Brand. Nikki, Nick, uh, Nikki's brand is is Barbie. It's it's fashion. It's it's um, coof. It's coof. Cardi's is very raw, very urban, very um, authentic. And not to say that Nikki's is not, but you you you've seen Cardi's come up. She she she's the underdog, and everyone loves the underdog. Yeah. So I think people are more inclined to to roll with Cardi versus Nicki right now, only just because at, at one point um, Nicki's movement was a little, it was messy a little bit, and I think now it's it's one of those times where you're looking at it like, uh, let's 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 take a break from this. Yeah. And I think it's unfortunate because I think finally when she started to come back into terms with how to get back in her bag and how to be Nikki and not worry about all the fuck shit and not worry about what people are saying and not even worry about our fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> she's now slighted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's slighted. But even with all of this shit, to sum this part up, um, I don't think she had any control in this. I think the label is, is it, they're scared. I think they're scared of the numbers. I don't know if the numbers came back of, on those two records and they, they're in panic mode or, or they're in the rebranding mode. I can't see them putting all this money into these two records and, and Nikki, uh, you know, getting back into yeah. social media and promoting the Queen album. And now we ain't, here, we ain't getting shit. Yeah. And then on top of it, I low key feel like she's revert, uh, reverting back to old old Nikki, which is is a little concerning to me. And while and while I say that is because Kyle brought up, uh, brought up a good point about relationships. Why 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 are we now talking about um, Eminem and and Nicki Minaj dating? It's a smokescreen. Yeah. Hey, label Nikki, whoever's listening, even if you're not listening, listen. <laughs> we get it. You 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 can't keep throwing up the smoke screen when we can see what's happening. We yeah. see what's happening. Everyone is talking about how bad of a mistake it is to fucking put out two great records from her that we haven't heard in quite some time consistently, to Kyle's point. Yeah. And then you push her album back to the end of summer? And then you think it's a great marketing ploy to go back on, on Twitter to, to, and, and leave her to the vultures, because that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about, oh, hey, we're going to start a countdown. Hey, we're going to give out scholarships. Hey, we're going to um, uh, do all this other shit. And then randomly these rumors of her and Eminem are together. Yeah. 
It's the it's deflection. It's deflection. Yeah. I mean, to the casual fan, yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. And then I also I think that the fact is like people just want bars. And now I think the fact now that you know between even Cardi and even you know with also with like Rhapsody, you're starting to get some other options, some alternatives to what yeah. you're being fed for a while. You know, I don't think Nicki's necessarily scared. Maybe that's not the word, but someone is making it very very timid for her to come back in here and to compete. Fuck you know? timid. Someone's making it difficult for her at this point. Well, okay. I'm going to correct what I said before. It was actually an Amazon ad. But the label, I mean, this is what they're doing. The label contributed to the narrative Cardi B versus Nicki. I think now they're realizing, yeah. oh, shit, that was a bad mistake. Yeah. And now they're trying to, like, fix it up and back it up. Because, like like I said on the last episode, all she really had to do was just be like, no, nah, on a personal tip, I don't have an issue with her. But, like, when it comes to music, we're going to compete. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have a problem with her competing musically. Not at but all. But the thing is, like, the I feel like media and also the label combined played into the whole Oh, woman versus woman. Uh, oh, old versus new. Queen versus you know. I don't know. If fucking want to call a princess. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but that whole concept. But I think now they're starting to realize. Okay, we need to backtrack because that narrative is not going to work anymore, yeah. and it's only yeah. going to cause us more problems. So it's like, okay, now they're trying to figure out what is the narrative because you saw how they like all of a sudden became Kumbaya and Met Gala, which yeah. we all know that was constructed. Like, let's yeah. be honest, that yeah. was photo apps a photo op. We've seen yeah. that. Yeah, we've always seen that before. That that was very highly constructed. The, the, the body language in those pictures are very telling. It's telling. I, I don't care what anyone says. You can say that we're, we're trying to spin this narrative. You can say that we're trying to uh, still keep this feud going. No, we're not. We're just not idiots. We're looking at plain content that's being put out there and dissecting it like a normal person would be able yeah. to do, especially if you have any sort of human interaction. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. A minute ago, everyone was saying, oh, they don't, they don't have an issue. It's, it's this made-up thing. And then they both said, no, there was some tension, but we've squashed it. Nah, smoke is smoke. Yeah. <laughs> we've squashed it. It's, it's, smoke, coom it. it's kumbaya fucking ya, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's what they're saying. But it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. So to sum this up, I, I, I feel bad for Nikki. I do. I really do. Um, and I really hope that it, it, she just doesn't revert back to the tactics of... of, okay. of Things like the Eminem, and I and I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't know if if you know if it is. God bless, but it the timing of it, I'm I'm not rolling. I'm not I'm not rolling. So um, when we're just gonna keep rolling. Um, but uh, move, moving moving on to uh, other things. Enough's enough, and clearly everyone's getting to the shits. Everyone wants smoke today. All types of smoke, free smoke, hookah smoke. Weed, smoke, all types of smoke. So let's give a brief timeline, ladies and gentlemen, of Pusha T and Drake. Um, so this is, this is going to be our Cliff Notes version of this. Um, there's still a lot of material that will be missing out, but these are the major key points that have happened from the years of 2001 to present day. So let's start from the beginning, how this all happens. Uh, so 2001... Uh, pretty much Pharrell and Birdman have an invoice beef for over a record. You guys can do your research. Again, this is the Cliff Notes version. There's a beef. Money was not paid that was supposed to be paid with an invoice. That is where this beef started. Hence where Drake and Pusher now inherit this beef. Right? 2002, uh, what happened to that boy? 
classic. Classic fire. What happened to that boy? I put this on my lord. Listen, fire, fire record. Shots were fired on that record, ladies and gentlemen. For those that don't know, go back and check that record. That came out in 2002. That was the first actual beef. It wasn't over Lauren London, all these other rumors that I've read. That is what happened. That is when the beef started. Fast forwarding a little bit more, there was then Malice um, in 2006 subbing on Mr. Me Too. Felt a way about a few comments that were made from Wayne. Um, felt a little bit uh, a way about something that uh, Birdman had said in an interview. And that is when Mr. Me Too pops out. And then on top of that record, they then do uh, the Dunce Cap record, which also came out in 2006. Mm-hmm. Fast forwarding some more. We now have 2007. Wayne Complex Interview. When Pusha T is brought up in this interview, Wayne, and I quote, says, I don't see no fucking clips. That is the comment. He then said, they had to do a record with us to get hot. Disrespect. Mm. Beef. Disrespect. Shots fired. 2007, right? Fast forwarding a little bit more. 2011. Uh, Push. uh, Don't fuck with me. Jabs on that record. Go look it up. Jabs on that record across the board. Then in 2012, we have another jab on Exodus. Another record. That, the, the Exodus record for me was very, very direct. If you haven't seen that record, go, go look at it. The visuals are very gritty. Niggas is on, on, on fucking uh, mongoose bikes, smoking weed, playing video games, and just firing shots at Drake directly. This is a direct shot at this point. There's no refuting this. Go do your research. After that, Wayne feels a way about this record. He then tweets out, fuck Pusha T and anyone that loves him. More shots fired, right? So then fast forwarding a little bit more, um, as it, it seemed to have simmered down throughout that point, we move to 2013. Tuskegee Leather. That god-awful fire that he spewed out on that record. Tuskegee? <laughs> Tuskegee? Tuscan. Tuskegee. I would say, you know, sidebar, I would say Tuskegee because of uh, Tuskegee Airmen, and I always mix that shit up, but... Tuscan leather. Okay. All black excellence. Yeah. yeah. Y'all, y'all get the fucking point, right? Get, orange orange and pineapples. Get, get, get. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. Get with the goddamn times, all right? The timeline is accurate. And chickens. Oh. <laughs> Listen, whatever. Regardless, that is what happened. Then fast forwarding a little bit more, 2016, we have Free Smoke. That was, that was pretty direct, right? Then we have uh, Push... In 2017, HGTV, record released. Then we have 2017, Drake, Two Birds with One Stone. And then here we are, present day. Mm-mm. Oh, man. I felt like I just took a ride on the Magic School bus right here. Yeah, here. yeah. So now... <laughs> I, 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 the, the history of Pusha and Drake. Listen, you got you to gotta add context <laughs> for people. A lot of people don't know how this beef started. A lot of people are looking yeah. at this beef like, yo, why is Drake dissing Pusha? Like, and oh, why is Pusha? Yeah, like they don't ah. know. This is 20 years of beef. Almost 20 it, years. Almost 20 years of beef. It's a lot of beef. In, Damn, almost guys. 20 years. And again, a, a lot of these points that, that we're bringing up on this episode, there's Damn. there's there's way more to this. Yeah. There's a lot more to this, but again, it's just too much to cover in such a short span of time. nine years old. Yeah. So was nine fa- years old. Yeah. fast forwarding now, present day, I want to start with Push's album. So first off, went to uh, the secret... Uh, 
Daytona listening event uh, hosted by Def Jam, which was amazingly done. Very, very well put out. The layout was amazing. Um, the artwork was all over the place. Uh, the scenery was set up. You know we what I'm saying? We have some clips of it, too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to paint the scene for you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm looking at all this shit. They're playing all types of records, all types of Kanye records, all type of Def Jam, fire pusher records. And I'm like, it's heating up in this motherfucker. It's going down. <laughs> and then... <laughs> We waited for quite some time because, you know, artists like to just show up and be artists and be late. But it was worth the wait, I will say. Push comes in in full flare. Ugh. <laughs> Came in just like that. <laughs> Came in just like that. Came through the crowd. Dap niggas up. Yo, Push, Push, I see you. He like, eh, what happened to that boy? So he gets on the stage. He's with Prize. He, yeah, he, he's with Prize. <laughs> Prize was there. He, he looked really good. He, he looked like you know he was, he was full of money and a bunch of Yeezy shit he had on. Um, Pharrell was there. Um, Casanova was there. Um, a bu- uh, there was a, it was a packed event, nevertheless. And we get into these records. So as I'm listening to these records, um, and again on first on first listen, um, record after record, my favorite record to. the uh, present day right now is Santeria. Santeria is just ridiculous. The musical compositions in this record, the change-ups, the emotion, um, for me, I, 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 that's my favorite record on here. And then we're narrowing it down at the end of the night. We're narrowing it down, and then Push says, yo, only seven records. Only seven records. That's it. You know what I'm saying? We're just giving you the quality of music. We give you a masterpiece. And then Infrared comes on. So as soon as you hear the record infrared, did the, did the mood change? Oh yeah, the mood right. changed because in, in the beginning of it, niggas like, "Oh, this shit is crazy." And then when that record drops and the sample comes on, niggas just get quiet. And then you start to hear those first coming bars from Push, and niggas is all looking around. I'm looking at a bunch of people like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "All right, I didn't know that this was still a thing." And then Push goes on to to, to go into the record, and and obviously talk about what what needed to be said and he said he wanted to get some shit off his chest and he said that you know that's it you know um, it, it is what it is he then went on to say that moving forward good music is trying to change how uh artists put out music today hence the seven record uh drops that they are going to be doing all of the records that are going to be coming out on good music will be seven records um what I what I will say is that um, just given some insight, that formula or template is not an original thought. I will say that. I won't elaborate on it. You guys will see very soon. That is not an, uh, uh, an original thought by the good music folks. But we'll we'll save that for another episode. Just reference this episode. Fast forwarding, while the internet is buzzing and and everyone uh, you know are pretty much proclaiming King Push, I noticed some things that were very, very alarming to me. Number one, I noticed that um, both Def Jam and Push, they didn't really promote the album until, I want to say, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, I think it was. Wednesday, Thursday, one of, the, one of those two. Number two, I noticed that all of Push's interviews which he did very high-profile interviews. He did Genius. He did 105. He did Hot. He did uh, He did pretty much everyone. Everyone that's just supposed to hit in the New York market that Pause. are big. You know, yeah. 
He did everyone. He did everyone. I didn't, I didn't check that was a pause worthy thing, but I, I can understand why. <laughs> that was definitely, I had to pause him because he's always, he's always mm-hmm. pausing me for stuff that every, are suspect. He did everyone. Yeah, he, kind he of did everyone. In New York. But no, he, he said he did everyone. That's when I said pause. All right, I'll take it on the chin. Pause. All right. All right. So, <laughs> nev- nev- nevertheless, nevertheless. All right. I, I noticed that uh, I noticed that all of these records, uh, all of these interviews, rather, they all dropped on Friday, um, the same day the album dropped, which, you know, when you're looking at it, it's like, that's supposed to happen, right? But then I thought about it. What is supposed to carry the album promotion? Meaning, all right, you you got a week or maybe three days. What is supposed to start the next phase of this rollout going into Monday? What is supposed to carry you to continue to pro- promote the album? Now, I see that Push talked a lot about his merchandise. He talked a lot about um, radio. the radio. He, he announced uh, King Push uh, Radio on Beats 1, which is dope. Um, but that's that's just alarming to me. And then... Let's keep in mind, Kanye drops this coming Friday. It's just alarming to me, but nevertheless. And then we hear a gasp. We hear a gasp. <sighs> Audio sigh. Yeah, Listen, that let me, sigh was deep. Yeah, though. let me be clear. If I'm a rapper, if a nigga sighs before he has to send some shots my way, that is disrespect, all right? Don't sigh before you're about to diss me, my nigga. Don't sigh and be like, ah, all right, I guess, you, I guess I got to handle you. That's disrespect. Yo, Drake sighed as if he asked for extra, extra ketchup, and he looked in his bag, and it was not there. Yeah, man. Drake sighed <sighs> like he left his phone in the crib. <laughs> like, or before, before he went to go work out, he left his headphones. Yeah, <laughs> like, it hurt. like he had to go back to the crib to get oh. something. Like, and I got to do this work. I yeah. When he went phones. to the subway, he forgot his MTA card. Yeah. Now yeah, you gotta go and buy another one. It's, it's <sighs> when bad. you swipe and it says insufficient and you oh, miss your train. And the train is right there. Or, you're just like, or, or, ah! or when you go to McDonald's and they forget the other burger and shit, you gotta go back. Or they forget the apple pie and shit, you gotta go back. Like, you know how you fuck about two for one? The, the two dollar. for one. You fuck that up. <laughs> so yeah. So then then this then this Drake record drops. Ridiculously crazy record by the way and then i look at just how drake approaches this so let's let's give some fun facts so number one drake references um virgil for those that don't know virgil was a famous poet he wrote three famous poems that are world renowned hence drake saying i don't have any virgils on my camp that i'm holding back I mean, when I heard the line, I was like, that's a little sketchy. I mean, there's still an elephant in the room with, you know, Party Next Door and a bunch of other artists out there on OVO that aren't really marketed well and aren't really getting the shine and or just do that they're supposed to. But dope line, I get it. It makes sense if you're doing your research. Um, the the uh, VA Williams line, thing, uh, ring line, I thought was very clever. And then he talked about... Um, you know, how he had a, a mic, a, a signed mic from Pusha, but the signature faded, and that's reminiscent of him saying that he's fading. Question. Um, do you also think that the Virgil reference is referring to Virgil Abloh? I thought about that, too. I thought about that, too, but this, for me, this was a little bit more fitting considering Drake is accused of uh, of 
three, I think it's three records that are ghost written. So this Got made it. more sense to me. See, I took it more of the, of the Virgil from the Good Music Camp that's over at Louis Vuitton now, you know, because again, holding him back. And I thought actually that bar was more so for Yay than it was for. Well, that's the other thing I yeah. want to get into. I want to go back to Push. Okay. And, and the reason why I want to go back to Push is because in the beginning of this, we preferenced how this beef started with Pharrell and Birdman. A lot of the shots, especially in infrared, are directed at <laughs> the hierarchy. Mm. Birdman, in, in the record for infrared, he's, he's, he's pretty much saying, yo, y'all niggas is holding back Wayne. Y'all killed me when I tried to kill Baby for doing the same thing, but when Ross does it, you praise him. But it's coming from a pure place, so, so we rock with it. But I'm saying the same thing. You guys are holding back an artist that is multi-platinum selling artist, and he still has the tour because his, his, his contracts are fucked up. And then on uh, Drake's record, Drake does the same thing. He says, all right, well, let's talk about your man. <laughs> I had to stretch my hands, B. I had to write 30 hours. See, that, that for me was like, oh, I don't know if that was necessarily the kill shot, but that was definitely one of the top three ones where it's like, if I'm making that screw face when I heard it, I said, shit, okay. That yeah. was, let me, let me go ahead and rewind this real quick. <laughs> now, Kanye did, during the making of Pablo, he did credit um, Drake. He tweeted out, and he said, I wanted to thank my, you, brother. my yeah. brother, Drake, for uh, help with 30 hours and Father Stretch My Hands. So I don't know why that was that shocking, that knowledge. I don't know, like, I don't think a lot of people knew that. The reason why I thought it made sense is because Push and in Infrared references how niggas are saying, yo, you don't write your rhymes. So to, to tie that back into... Hey, well, all right, you following a nigga that don't write his rhymes neither. So now what's up? Now what we talking about? Mm. And it's like, ugh, that was the, the little bit of a... Right. Yeah. And then and on top of the, 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 the two-hit combo, the fact that he mentioned the fact you're also following a nigga that you're actually older than two. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, ugh. Yeah. It's like, ugh. But wait, isn't it... How, how much older is he? I mean, it's by a year. <laughs> I, I, I know it's one year, but it's still in, 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 in rapper bars... It's, pr it's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's pretty nice. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. yeah. It's one year older. I don't, one year doesn't make a world of a difference, but still some pretty heavy bars. I don't know. <clears throat> one year, your bank account can go from green to red alert. In yeah, that's a true. Second. That's true. That's true. One year can make a difference. I think the whole, like, for, for me, just to kind of like observe and just like watch how everything is transpiring, I'm just so intrigued. <clears throat> to how he, Drake is so, he's calculating everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm so intrigued about how he's utilizing the internet for, for the purpose of conveying his message within the beef and everything like that. Like everything from like even him specifically putting it on SoundCloud. Yeah. Like every little detail mm -hmm. and then what time, when he does it, when even the OVO radio drop is happening and how that is actually within a similar time span as the push one. Yeah. And just like, so for me, like, of course the lyrics, like he snapped, Drake yeah. snapped. Yeah. But I was more interested in just how the planning and the structured structuring of everything with this like i feel like he he was playing this for a while like i don't think this was something where drake just suddenly knew and then he just put that shit out i feel like this is something that he knew push was going to come at him again and he just kind of 
set up this rollout plan. Well, this, this is the it's thing. too calculated. For, for those that don't know how industry rap beefs normally go, at least from my experience, a lot of times when, you know, the industry is very small and people know people. And a lot of times when someone makes a record, they're going to play it for a group of people. They want to hear feedback or they want to just let niggas know what's happening. But a lot of times that does get back to the artist that is intended to do bodily harm to. I'm almost certain that Drake being very strategic and very smart, he knew that that record was coming. Oh, yeah. I don't, do I think that he heard the record? No. Do I think that he, um, do I think that this is one big master plan between Kanye and Drake to self-promote all of these albums that are coming out between Kanye dropping this, this coming Friday, Drake dropping this Friday, Push just dropped this past Friday? Do I think that they are all in cahoots trying to all uplift each other? No, I do not. But what I will say is Drake is smart because he is capitalizing on it by putting that record out. Because I had it, once once I heard the infrared record and then I saw that the Beats 1 shit was coming out uh, this past Saturday, um, I said, oh, Drake is dropping the record, 100%. But then he drops a record before it. So I'm like, oh, he's in attack mode. My thing is, is it was this a smart move for from good music and push? Like, you know how strategic Drake can be. And I, and, and, and I say this because, and this is really a question for you, Kyle, because you're a Pusha T fan. And I'm a Pusha T fan, but I'm, I'm, I'm passing the ball to you. Right. Push is clearly passionate in, in his pen. Like, if you guys saw the, um, the 105, uh, the Power 105 interview, um, the segment where they talk about the infrared record, and, you know, Charlamagne asked him, like, yo, so if, if Drake, you know, sends shots, are you ready for that smoke? And Push looks at him like with arrogance, like, how dare you ask me that, peasant? How dare you? Right, right. And he was he was saying, well, nigga, I, listen, I'm solidified. Like, you ain't ever got to mention me. Don't mention me with him. He was like, oh, all them other niggas, they write. I, I, I draw, I paint, which I thought was a, a hard just bar without even rapping. Like, right, right. Like, I've all, to, even just him saying that, like, I'm never going to lie. Like, I think Pusha T, to his credit, still is... is disgustingly great with the pen. 100%. Right? I, th I still think 10, no matter when you got into the clips, whether you got into them, you know, post, um, cause, cause here's my thing, right, with Pusher, right? And maybe you could speak to this with me, right? Cause you know him from grinding, you know, relatively the same age, but it's weird when Pusha T is painting in the mainstream sometimes when some people are still acting like, or the way they sometimes, whether they know it or not, devalue when they say like it's Coke rap. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. me at the end, end of the day, I think Pusha T is an MC's MC. You know, if you take away the drug references and whatnot, the way he puts things together, the double entendres, the things he references, he is a student to the game. But, and I think this is the very the, the tell for Drake. I think people tend to discredit that Drake has been combative for a long time. He's been sparring, and also someone who comes from more of the ilk of a spitter, spitter like Meek. We saw what happened when Drake went with Meek. I think people don't give Drake enough credit for literally taking the tactics that people think he doesn't do and going doubles down on that shit. Definitely. Meek Mills had a great opening bar, great response. Uh-uh, fuck that. I got two records. Then on top of that, not only do I have the great song, but then I have an, a great rollout that makes for social media. Yeah. I thought when he sent that invoice to Pusha to go ahead and put the cherry on top, now yeah. you're making sure that not only am I referencing what you're saying, but I'm making sure I'm putting that stamp on it that shows that not only am I in here, but I know my audience and what they're going to do. They're going to make this shit viral. 
And then on top of it, uh, after that, I thought that was he gets the petty award of the year for me right now. Yeah, that's Drake, oh, Drake, that's, Drake, yeah. Drake is great at shit like that. He's very spiteful. But after that happens, I immediately think about the record. What would Meek do? And then I look at, at fucking Pusha's timeline, and he does what Meek does and starts tweeting. tweeting. Yo, it's that's it's the, yeah. it's it's kind of like a mind fuck. It's just like who's who's inception who's doing this to who because it's just like every time we double down and drink especially when they paint him on him being from the burbs him being from canada him not wanting smoke he's always there and he's always mm -hmm. there to do it in a way where it's more more of an mc than people give it credit for and also not like enough. even even him releasing that that track at a certain point i feel like he's doing that so then if when this beef kind of continues he drake can go and be like yo you're welcome i helped you with your numbers more like him like him basically taking ownership in this beef and being like yo if it wasn't for me dropping this this diss right. track May not have gotten the numbers that you're probably getting now. Well, right? that's what that's, like that's that. what the, that's what the that's what the invoice is for. He said I'm I'm um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna send an invoice for the twenty I just so he's not talking about he's talking about the twenty units. Mm -hmm. Right, but you know what else too? I mean, quiet is kept to my original point. Even Pusha T being a student of the game, I would expect a response, and I'm looking for that next that next haymaker for what that counterpunch for Pushes already have. If if Drake drew blood, it wasn't first blood, but now it's time for Pusha if he's gonna if he's a student of the game. I expect that type of smoke from pushing to Drake. Question for you two, though. Everyone was like, oh, he has to do it within 24 hours. He has to do it within 24 hours. Like, what are your what are your guys' thoughts on De that specifically? Definitely. Definitely. M M MC Rule 101. <laughs> MC Rule 101 for any up-and-coming artist, if you're, uh, if you're a real lyricist. Like, again, I come from the, the, the cloth of... You, everyone knows who, who I... You know, Joe. Like, he, he was one of those types of people that... As soon, as soon as a bar was spit, everything stops. Everything stops, we are going to record. Like, his turnaround time used to be like an hour, two hours. Like, but the general consensus is 20, you have 24 hours to respond. Mm. 24 hours. Anything more than 24 hours, you're starting to look a little shady in the light. And hey, look, it's a long weekend. Maybe 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 it's a little but that, delayed, but, but, but it, I don't know. Uh, again, no, I hear you. Uh, when, when you when you think lyricist, and I definitely uh, let, let me be clear, push to me is a lyricist. Yeah. Like he can rap. Let's that's uh, this ain't no cakewalk. I already saw memes and 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 a bunch of people saying, "Oh, it's over." Uh, uh, push no, is out there. Don't, don't be don't no, be stupid. Absolutely not. Don't be stupid. It's like people. you're telling on yourself when you yeah, say shit. Yeah, yeah. Like don't that. be stupid. You're, well, you're letting me know that you're people, stupid. But those are the people that don't know this whole timeline. They no, think but there's that a, this there's is... a few people I saw that know this timeline and said that. And I'm looking at them like, oh, it, you, well, they know how he hasn't died since 2001. So what? Yeah. <laughs> So my my thing is you got 24 hours. You got 24 hours to respond and respond you know good. It's probably going to be on that radio thing. Well, well that's that's what I'm thinking too. But on top of all of that, um and it's back to you Kyle. Would you consider this Pusha T album a masterpiece? Yo, masterpiece is a strong word, especially the way we digest media. Correct. Um, mm -hmm. But I will say, you know, for something for it to be seven tracks, you know, the, the, for the ability for me to go and play this and repeat it and repeat it, I mean, it's pretty tough. I mean, I, I, the one tracks that always stood out to me was the one with um, Ross. I think Ross and Pusha T have, like, amazing chemistry, especially mm -hmm. when they mm -hmm. speak about things that they come from. It's not the first time they get together and they get in. Yeah. Um, but that infrared track, just to bring the full loop forward, I mean, I thought... 
if you're an MC, MC, if you or if you follow like an, a rapper's career, I think Pusha T's has always been pretty much consistent. Mm -hmm. But for you know Puff and for everyone else that haven't you know digesting content for so many different generations, it's great mm -hmm. to see Pusha getting the shine he does. But yeah, I, and no album, and I think it's low key disrespectful to go ahead and put out classic immediately. I yeah. mean, you may say contender, but until we see, we're in June right now. How we know what the album of the year contender is, and especially even we're putting that classic thing out there. Mm -hmm. You know, let's give it a moment. But for me, this might be his stellar most body of work because mm -hmm. all the fat of his trim. Yeah. Over over Hell Half No Theory? Oh, that's what you're talking theory? about strictly with clips? Or are you just talking about Pusha as as a solo? Because if we're talking well, about Well, all right, so clips, let's say let's say Pusha as a solo artist. Do you think that this is the album that takes him over the hump of when I, when I say over the hump, I mean record sales, I mean stardom, I mean lyricism, I mean, um, you know, his trajectory. Do you think that this project does it? The rollout, the, the um, just pretty much everything. I think this is the best chance. I mean, um, just the fact of the rollout and the way that they're being pragmatic. I think plus with beef, beef is always going to escalate or elevate anything. Well, yeah, too. now. Yeah. So, I mean, for me to say right now, I don't want to put that on it. I do think we need to wait this whole weekend and for that first week of numbers to go in and say it consistently. But the streets are saying this shit is hard. And more importantly, like we're having the type of debates that I, I miss when mm -hmm. we're talking about hip hop. Yeah. You know, um, 2018, just in general, just to have the duality of seeing like J. Cole give these dad talks and whatnot, too. And then to have Drake and then push it all putting out and being competitive. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a great time right now to be just taking in hip hop. So now this is a question for both of you. OK. Do you think Drake has enough power to ruin all of these good music rollouts? And by I say that, if you think about it, every Friday this month, a new good music artist is dropping. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to hear your opinions first and then I'm going to give you mine. I'm going to tell you why I have my stance on it. But what do you, what do you guys think? You go first. Me? Um, well, actually, even before I got to that point, I, I did want to actually talk a little bit about the symbolism when it comes to the number seven. Mm. Oh, yes, 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 um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I no, missed no, that. I missed it on the yeah, board. Yeah, God so damn like, it. like the number seven is really unique. It's like the 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 superior number, Holy Trinity number. And then it's like there's like it's like the the in-between level of the world of life and the world of death because you have the number three plus the number four and those have different meanings and then obviously that equals seven. Um, and in a way, it's really unique that this, like this rollout plan could be the life or the death when it comes to good music. Mm -hmm. I was not ready for this, but I'm ready now. <clears throat> Go ahead. Like in the <laughs> sense, like, yeah. you know, you have all their artists, they're all having the rollouts, they're all having the number seven. You know, and with good music being tied to Def Jam, Def Jam's also rebuilding their brand. Mm -hmm. And good music, too, is trying to rebuild and, and, and especially more, not even rebuild, but just kind of build on the existing artists that they have. Because even prior, like, for example, Tiana Taylor didn't get the, the, the justice that she deserved when it came to her rollout plan like mm -hmm. her album Deserve, was fire yeah, yeah and definitely. it just it it didn't get you know it didn't get the attention that it needed so i feel like this is kind of the period of time where it's like all right like all good music really has to show out it really has to show what they have to do because this is basically life or death yeah, when definitely. it comes to the influence the the music quality and the standard that they're going to be putting forward with not only their current existing roster but the upcoming one so i think this is literally like a life or death situation mm. musically and business wise when it comes to their whole existing rollout plan. Right. Huh. 
I think I think Drake. I think anytime Drake, anytime it's the summertime, and, and and we're talking Drake, he always has the opportunity to take over. Is he strong enough to go against who? Who we got right now? We got Tiana Taylor. So we have yes. uh, it's Ye, it's it's Ye, then Ye and Cuddy, then, then Tiana, then right? Tiana Taylor. Yeah, and then Nas. And then Nas, Wait, but I'm I'm not really putting Nas with with good music. Oh no 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 no! I'm just saying in terms of the role. Oh the role, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Man, listen, Trey, I think we're going to be really surprised to see what these Kanye numbers are going to look like post his um, baptization and being, you know, Team Trump. Uh, I'm curious to see what those album sales look like. And more importantly, I'm, I'm curious to see how does the casual fan justify or if they're comfortable enough doubling down on Kanye post him just being, you know, b between Pusha T and also showing the fact that he's the architect for everything that's yeah. going to be on good music. Because now, are we associating Kanye with just himself and his brand? Because Kanye was the one who bought that Wendy Houston photo that made, that gave, that was a little bit of controversy for uh, Pusha T shit, no mm -hmm. matter how you feel about it or not. But he's going to be t tied to all these artists too. So, is, <clears throat> do I feel like Drake is able to go ahead and compete with the whole good music brand? Absolutely. Mm. Um, that's me personally, but I also be looking out to see what would happen versus him and Nas, because Nas has dropped something in what, about five, six years? Yeah, it's about yeah. five years. That ass summertime is like uh, Drake's, fun, Drake's Super Saiyan it, time. It's his yeah. fucking like, play. That is like, 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 yeah, it's basically like, like him leveling up. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what I live for. It's out here. Yeah. It's bottle service, hookah. All right, so let me tell y'all something. This is this this is this, this is, is what Drake I think. Thanos. This is Thanos for Drake. Yeah, he's this, happy yeah. right this now. is what yeah. I think. Thanos. I think. Um, how can I? I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Fuck this shit. I think <laughs> that good music fucked up. I think they fucked up. I think when you put an artist out and you promote records and you promote a body of work that is supposed to be, uh, it's, it's titled and, and, and named a masterpiece, um, it takes a little bit more to, to get it to be a masterpiece when you think about new age media and content today, right? I also think they fuck up because um, you're dropping records in waves, and by records, I mean albums. You're dropping an album every Friday. So every new Friday, every Friday is going to be a wave. You're undercutting each other. You're not letting you're not letting the body of work live. So I don't think this is gonna this is gonna work. Um, I, I will say again, I preference this early. I know that this was not an original thought, and I know that there are a few other people that are maybe attempting to do this. I will say that, um, and I'll leave it at that. But I think this will be very telling now because Drake again is a very, very powerful, uh, powerful artist. He's, he's not one of those artists that lets up. We've already seen him. He's battle-tested. Um, I think now with these shots from Drake and, and now with uh, Drake just in full album mode, Drake is just the wrong person to fuck with. When he's in album mode, like he's just he's just not. He's too strategic. He he he's very difficult to box in, um, and and he knows how to pick his battles. He knows when to pick these battles. I mean, he's picking. If you look at it, he's picking some of the dudes out there that have like no really extensive knowledge of social media and, and the internet. And, and that's the other thing. Um, are we? Are do we think pushes battle tested like this? Like. It's, it's, it's I mean, push battle. Like, really think about what goes into a Drake beef, all that goes into it. You know how Drake, you know, he was at fucking All-Star Weekend throwing shots at Kevin Hart about me. He, he was uh, at a baseball game, just a regular softball game that he threw 
with charged up t-shirts on. Like, I mean, it, yeah, that's one part marketing, but it's like, I'm not going to go ahead and take away from push it. Maybe, maybe he's been waging the itching for this and he has his shit in the chamber. You know what I mean? True. But the one thing I will say to your original point, it's, it may be kind of like the way the rollout was like, all right, we got Black Panther. Mm-hmm. This shit drops in uh, February. You know, but maybe we didn't understand what happens when basically every collective part of the black diaspora goes ahead mm-hmm. and supports this damn movie. That mm-hmm. definitely probably cut into um, Marvel's Avengers sales. Mm-hmm. It may, aside from the original, um, the boosting for it, how quick did um, Black Panther play from February all the way up until April and then they dropped the damn DVD? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't anticipate right now that maybe Pusha T's album is going to have the exact same effect of, of overtaking Kanye than whoever comes out next. Maybe oh, so you think they're they're piggybacking? I think to your original point of saying you're not giving mm-hmm. it enough time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So compare it to let's say Drake. Drake yeah. might take them all out, and people are gonna definitely have Drake has like don't 15, take Tiana, leave her alone, <laughs> yeah. leave Tiana alone. Like, don't yeah. let Drake have 15 caliber <laughs> records of Duppy or a better or nice for what? Yeah, they're gonna run some problems over there. Good music, but yeah. you also know what? I feel like especially with the recent Kanye rants, I just think that Drake's on the like, you know what? Fuck it. He's he's out here in cahoots with this person, that person being pro-Trump, fuck that nigga. Like, mm-hmm. let me go and get right. him. Yeah. Like, that, he could be on that tip because of Kanye. And he could be looking at this as like, oh, this is a vulnerable, like, not vulnerable in the sense of like Kanye mentally emotional, but like vulnerability within like the business structure, within like, like the whole, like the, the, the image of Kanye and everything. Yeah. Do you remember when, um, when LeBron lost to the to Golden State, and or matter of fact, when LeBron was always like bulkier, and then he adopted a new mm-hmm. diet so he can maintain himself to be yeah. leaner going forward. Mm-hmm. I think Drake is always someone who's found the ability to adapt, and he's yeah. making sure that I'm prolonging. This is a long game. Yeah, he mm-hmm. got that beard. Right, right. So Kanye, <laughs> and aside from the thing, he got the playoff beard. He got the playoff beard. He got that beard. <laughs> right, right. So you know, the Kanye, playoff beard. The playoff beard. <laughs> so you know, Kanye's going through the shit we're seeing it unravel in the public. Plus the fact that you know we got we got Pusha T. I just feel right now Drake is operating on his grind. He's on that playoff level right now. Like it's time to go in and compete. You know who's gonna match that right now? We'll see. Yeah, I mean Kanye has a little bit of weakness now, especially when it comes to like like if you look at it, all those recent rants, that TMZ thing, the I love Trump shit. Like his hardcore fans, some of them moved away from Kanye. Yeah, the ones that would have been. The, the the Twitter the Twitter warriors being like no Kanye's great da 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 like some of them backed up yeah. and that's like damn like that's now a period of time where Drake's like he knows he could possibly win on the internet mm-hmm. like I would say Kanye was one of the people that before all that stuff happened Drake would have had his his Twitter warriors would have had a hard time going at Kanye's Twitter warriors yeah. I think now there's a break in the shield there's a break in that wall. Wakanda is a little bit in trouble, yeah. Yeah. and he's like, "Oh, this is a perfect time to just go in and just yeah. hit him hard." Let's see, it's gonna be a good summer. What, yeah. what I what I will say, just to sum this up, I I think that um, Push is definitely a formidable opponent. Mm. Like, if for anybody that's that's listening or just watching, if you're counting Push out, you're stupid. Um, <laughs> and and that's just me being honest. Push's pen is is. It's, it's there. Nice. It's yeah. there. Let's be clear. If you don't know, go do your research. And I'm not breaking all that shit. hasn't left ever since he's yeah, been in an executive it, it, position. It, it, Let's yeah. make that clear. It, it, it's, his, his pen is there. Um, but the, the only thing, again, I worry about with Push is all the other aspects of music and battling today. If I could give him any advice, my advice would be stay off Twitter and, and, and Instagram unless you have some funny shit to, to combat I would say the moment 
a record is released that has already happened you you better adhere to the 24 hour rule or less yeah and then i would also say um just be ready for all types of antics at this point what would be in like a drake uh battle rap pack you know how you have like the you have the hurricane safety pack you have the armageddon pack like oh, what would man. be in a drake a drake uh, a battle drake rap pack battle rap pack i got memes i have um fucking funny videos i have television appearances i got screens and that damn owl all branded with the owl. Yeah, That's all it. branded with the owl. I, I have, would have that piece of paper that has a super long password so you don't got them Twitter fingers. Like you have yeah. some crazy ass password and you have it on that piece of paper. So then you have to literally go and do like X capital T two four dash yeah, circles just to even tweet back. Because yeah. someone be responding. You, you should not be responding back via Twitter with Drake unless you are prepared. Yeah, especially again in, in new age media that... People don't respond well, especially when you're a lyricist and you're a rapper. People don't respond well when it comes to that. Like, they just expect bars. A lot of the Pusha T fans I know, and including myself, um, I'm expecting bars. I don't want to see a tweet. I was disappointed about the tweet. I was like, all right. Even though I got the tweet, it, I looked at that like... It was a hat tip. Like, yeah. I see you. I, I see you. I see, you. I, I see the record. Anyway. I saw it. All right. And I'm a art, and, and I'm a retweet myself. I, I get it. I don't think that that was a. Right, he a made sure that was at the top of the timeline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wanted he wanted people to know that he acknowledged it. I, I like that. But at this point, I don't want to hear anything else from Pusha T unless it's a record. Yeah. Unless it is a record, don't do anything else. It, it's not going to end well the way uh, consumers and and rap enthusiasts consume music these days and everything else that comes along with it. So. To your point, it's gonna be a fucking interesting summer. It's gonna be a great summer. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, I'm, I'm excited to that for anything else. Because I mean, I, it, coming up where you, you missed the one was like State Pride versus the Locks. Yeah, you know, where man. it's just like we get to that point where people are just throwing out tracks for tracks for tracks. I miss that shit because you know, Beanie like, Siegel and Jada Kiss. Yeah, mm. like, oh, like when you're able to go ahead and reference that immediately. And I'm not saying that's in the same type of caliber, but. It seems like every time we have these conversations, we're not getting the type of beef. We get it like every two or three years. Yeah. Especially with, you know, we're so reactionary now on like social media. We don't mm -hmm. really get a chance to appreciate it because if you strip, you strip this away, you strip the podcast away. At the end of the day, we're just discussing bars and just like the art form. And I yeah. think, you know, more opportunities for that is important. Yeah, but... Shout out to them artists that are dropping their projects during this time. You got ASAP. Oh, man. ASAP yeah. Rocky. How do we forget about ASAP? You also have Poor Black ASAP. Thought and Ninth Wonder. Yeah. yeah. Yo, shout out to them, man. They still trekking, pushing through. Yeah, but I damn, what bad timing. It's like when we dropped our fucking 420 episode and then Cole wanted to announce his fucking amazing uh, album. Yeah, it's such bad timing. And and not to their, it's, they can't help it. They, they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Happen. But they got to be sitting back like, fuck, <laughs> why did you do this? <laughs> like, no one is talking about any of these albums that are out right well, now. Well, I would say, I would say when it comes to like Ninth and Black, um, Black Thought. Um, we just got a release date for that, uh, right? Yeah, we okay. just got the release date for yeah. that. I think with them, it's like when you're when you're kind of like up there as like one of the most excellent rappers, producers, 
uh, legends. It's like for this kind of stuff, it doesn't really affect you as much because you already have your core solid fan that's going right. to get you that numbers. Yeah. It's like the people like I feel even I feel horrible for Rocky. Like, yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Like because he dropped some stuff like some like videos announcing something with his project or anything like that. And then. This shit happened, and it's just like it went and, ghost. And that's like the no funny one thing. is. You know, I mean, but but it's just like remember when um, and it's it's a weird it's a weird comparison, but when um, when a Big Sean did control, and you know, it's not like mm. even though he put, he allowed it to happen on his track, as soon as that happened, beef sometimes takes overtakes it because again, you need that injection of competition. Once you start removing that shit from hip hop, high level competition, like I'm not talking about. Rappers, why I know more about their memes than I do more about their hits. Yeah, you know, you're you're that's always gonna yeah. overtake the conversation because it's important. I, I also think too, just to circle back to the push and, and Kanye and Drake shit. I think that um, obviously they were definitely looking push in in, in company. I don't know. Well, I'm, I gotta be push push in good music. I think they were baking on um, this infrared record. Right. You know what I'm saying? Stirring up shit. I just don't know that they banked on Drake responding <laughs> the way that he did that fast. Because, again, if uh, going back from this timeline, these little tit-for-tat records have been happening yeah. a lot. I right, think right. that the Quentin Miller line, um, it stung. It, it, it continues to sting him. <laughs> And I think that Poor that's Quinn. yeah. And then Quentin was like, he's like, I didn't work at he's like, I didn't work at Kroger. I work Kroger. at Publix. Yeah, right. word. <laughs> it, it it definitely stung. And then and then um, fucking of course Complex would 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 put out that oh. thing and, and put up the wrong fucking Quentin Miller picture. They put up some guy Schoolboy from Q. Schoolboy Q. Like oh. Oh. that was bad. Yeah, man, I, so bad. Listen. I, I was like, when? When has ever Schoolboy Q been evolved? Yeah. And, like, what's... I don't know. Oh, Complex man. wilding, man. Complex is wilding, but I, I just Were don't they know. trolling, though? That's no, I don't think they were trolling, because they took it down after. They, they knew they fucked up. They they hit that panic button like, yo, fam, take that shit down. And then they put up the right picture. Man, but by that sorry. time, I, I had already screenshotted it. So it was You can't... Over. Listen, you can't just... you. So you put something up for a second, even if you delete it. It's oh, already yeah, a screenshot. No. Yeah, you no. can't, you know... Yeah, so it was ball game. I'm it's surprised bold. no one like double checked that. Uh, that's what I'm. I don't, I don't know. It's complex. I don't know. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Everyday struggle. Everyday struggle. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, to, to the listeners, viewers out there, uh, let us know your thoughts. Um, again, this is a brief timeline. I'm sure we've missed a lot of things, and that was purposely done for time purposes. Um, but let us know your thoughts. What what it, what is your take on the Drake and Push beef? What do you think about good music releases and or uh, these rollout plans? Do you think other labels will be following suit after this? Um, also, what do you think about the Pusha T album? Are we deeming this a classic, or are we deeming this a good body of work, or what are we deeming this? Uh, let us know your thoughts on it. A project. Yeah. And then um, also hit us up, uh, Grassroots Podcast, um, and uh, Grassroots Pod, I should say, on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and uh, on, on the link on this chat, uh, on for uh, YouTube, rather, we're going to put the link for the chat that we always have. Uh, we're going to actually discuss this episode like we do every other day with, with, the, with, with our fam base, and not fan base, fam base. They, these are our family. We look mm -hmm. at these people like family, so our fam base. Um, and that's going to be a link in the description on YouTube, so check that out as well. Um, I just want to point out that I bodied this ending with all these plugs. I did very well. I spoke you very articulately. One. What? I did? Kyle Harvey. Oh, fuck. I did. No, nah, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Because you bodied, you bodied our part. You yeah. definitely did. No, that was smooth. That's that what was I was smooth. like, damn. And. <laughs> <laughs> and. 
Now it's all you gotta good. do the head bob. Yeah, that you're so good bob. at. Also, um, <laughs> make sure you check out uh, Shadow League again. We're gonna be doing a lot of great work with them. Um, we have some interesting uh, concepts and things coming up. We're not gonna reveal it now, we're but not. We, we have some things in the works. Some, some tings. Yeah, I some heard, tings. That's what they say. I some heard. tings. I won't some say big tings. tings. Nah, yeah, I can't say tings. I only I got three. I'm good. Yeah, I, 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 I can't say tings. Delete this. Yeah. <laughs> or edit, edit, edit. <laughs> but um, now we have some things we're working on. So Kyle, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you. Sharing your insight. Oh, where can we follow Kyle at? Oh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Harvey Wins, which is my last name plus a verb. Um, yeah. Do that and check out the Shadow League. <laughs> so proper. Yeah, I it's love my last name plus a verb. Plus the verb. Name and plus a verb. <laughs> uh, can I just really before we end? Can we talk about how softly Drake spoke at the end of that record? He's like, man, I don't know. Like, don't diss me that hard and then speak so softly at the end. Just don't do it. There's so many things wrong with this record. All right, I gotta go, man. Oh yeah, no. Um, check out the Shadow League and um the podcast points on the board. We do weekly commentary on sports, yes. culture, and everything that's important. And uh, yeah, more conversations with grassroots. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, with that, I'm Brandon Kilby H.O. I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. And we out.